Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give us their messages of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today we're talking to writer, astrologer, teacher, and intuitive guide, Natha Campanella. Have you been hoping for some emotional relief? Also wondering what's been going on with you, what you really need? You've tuned in to exactly the perfect episode today because Nathas uses her training, intuitive guidance, astrology, and she blends modalities giving you the answers you crave. Nathas is a world-renowned professional astrologer giving voice to what's blocking you. Get the wisdom to better understand yourself now and heal those parts needing relief. Get empowered and unleash your unique gifts right now. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Natha. Thank you. I am so excited. That was quite an intro. I loved it. So thank you. I had fun doing that. Okay. I listened to your first podcast ever and I just found that it's so interesting listening to not just how you grew up. I definitely identified to a lot of it, especially the sneaking sugar. And for anybody listening, Natha is this amazing, amazing astrologer, but it doesn't mean doing your horoscope. It's not that kind of thing. And I find it interesting that you made a leap from being this jewelry designer into astrology. And there's so many people that have this dream and they're scared of making that leap. What had you finally make that leap? Well, you know, I really loved doing the jewelry because I have always been creative. And one of the things that I really incorporated into every piece that I made was a word, you know, a power word, because I do believe that there's something powerful about wearing a word against your skin. And there are a lot of studies on water where you can bless your water where you can put words on your water bottle and it's supposed to some does something to restructure the water in a really positive way. There's some beautiful I believe. What was the guy's name? Yeah. Masimoto. Yeah, that is, that's his name. That's yeah. the study. So I really incorporated power words and I wanted to make amulets. So that was sort of my first oh. foray into like, how can I make people feel better? And then I started getting tired because, you know, it was a lot to be the maker and the seller. And it just started to feel like it wasn't in alignment. And I had a conversation with a girlfriend who said, well, you would be a really good life coach because people are always coming to you to talk about their problems, which was true. So I thought, okay. So I went and got certified as a life coach and did that for a while, but it still wasn't totally what I wanted to do because it felt like there was a lot of digging. Still had to be asking people what was happening. And then I found astrology. It was I got an astrology reading. It was incredibly validating. She was able to explain to me why my life looked the way that it looked and why some of the experiences that I had 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 shown up. And for the first time, it kind of took some of the pressure off of me thinking like, I made a bad decision or I should have handled that problem differently. There's something wrong with me. I'm flawed, that feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. And she was able to say, listen, this is one of the potentialities of your chart and what your soul has come in to learn. And I thought, I want to learn this. Ooh, so it took me a while. It's a really big map. Yeah. You know, and finally I found an apprenticeship with a master astrologer and I worked under her learning for a year. And then I worked under her practice, giving astrology readings for another year before I branched out on my own. Now it's, you know, because I know you're doing that for other people. So now exactly. you know how it's like we give away what was given. To, oh, I love that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so amazing. And okay, so I'm listening to you now. And when I listen to your first episode, you talk about with Pluto and it makes you hard to be vulnerable. Well, first explain the Pluto. I can't do that. That's something you do. So <laughs> I'll say it wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of these planetary archetypes, as we look at them through the lens of astrology, they tell us different things about how we might react to the world. And definitely for me, vulnerability has always been really hard. And I think it is for a lot of us because of upbringing. I think it depends on when you were born too, because you know, not every generation was taught that vulnerability was safe. Yeah. Most of us had to learn to self-protect. And then we get out into the world and we realize this thing called vulnerability is actually really important. Then it's like, how am I supposed to do that and still feel safe? And so, you know, we can look at that. We can get those answers in an astrology chart for sure. And that's one of the things that learning astrology was really amazing for me is it helped me to begin to understand some of my limitations and some of my gifts in a really interesting way that I hadn't been able to see before. Well, how would astrology help you learn how to be vulnerable? Well, I think that part of it is like when we're talking about vulnerability, we are talking about our moon sign. So we all know our sun sign. That's where the sun was when we were born, but we all have a moon sign too. And the moon speaks to our emotions and our sense of emotional security and what we need in order to feel stable and safe. So everybody has a different moon sign. Some moon signs are very emotional in nature. Some are very practical in nature. Some are intellectual. My particular moon sign is in the sign of Pisces. Now, Pisces can flip-flop as all the signs do. And on one side of the spectrum, Pisces can feel very vulnerable, but not necessarily in a good way. And the self-protection of that is to distract and to go into focusing on other things so that you don't have to feel the vulnerability. And so when I began to understand my moon sign and really saw the places that I would distract so that I didn't have to feel vulnerable, I was able to come into more balance where, and you know, like we all want to feel vulnerable, but not like we're about to get hurt or taken advantage of. So I was able to kind of learn how to manage that in a way so that now, like even talking to you, you know, one of the things that you say in your intro letter is, show up and prepare to be as vulnerable as you'd like. And the old me would have been like, oh no. But the new me was like, oh, this is going to be kind of fun. You know, it's just a matter of learning how to have better boundaries, right? Because vulnerability really requires better boundaries if you want to feel safe within it. Yeah, it's so true. Does it say that? It's been so long since I wrote it, but I'm so glad because, and you know, somebody wasn't vulnerable at all and I'm not putting her episode on, you know, it was like, I'm like, there's nothing to offer to anybody who's listening, but she'll get there. You know, it wasn't the right time. That's all. So what allowed you to make that leap of faith and how did you even, I guess everything is in its right time. And how would you help somebody make that leap of faith to what they're called to? Well, it kind of depends. Like you said, everything's in its right time. And we all are having different experiences that we're having to flow through. And this is something that I've talked about on my own podcast. But one of the things that really helped me was getting sober, stopping drinking alcohol, because that when we're talking about like boundaries, right? You know, here I was using alcohol to check out of my experience and kind of get away from it. But in the meantime, having worse boundaries, drinking. And so that was a big piece for me is really getting that needed to happen. 
in order for me to get into contact with my emotions, some of the things that I hadn't been wanting to feel. And of course, a side benefit was that it makes me a much better astrologer and intuitive guide for people. But that is something that I saw very clearly in my chart, especially after working with- Oh, that's interesting. You saw it in your chart. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. I don't know. I just- Yeah. No, I always say that when people come to me, because I do work with a lot of people who are exploring sobriety and we can see it in the chart. You know, if you have a lot of earth signs or a lot of water signs, earth is like so logical and so practical. And when we have a lot of earth, which means Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, that really puts us into this place of being very hard on ourselves, kind of super critical. And then when we have a lot of water, we're very mergy. And the water signs, by the way, are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. We just kind of feel a lot of stuff and the world is very overwhelming. So when I begin to look at my chart and think about it and think, gosh, I think that I need to consider backing away from some of these things that I'm using to numb. So then I can really feel what's there that I'm trying to avoid. And I mean, the sobriety piece is a whole other story in and of itself, but it was very life-changing. And I think that was what has ultimately allowed me to get to a place where I can see myself more clearly and be more vulnerable. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, it makes total sense to me. So talk about how this is different than reading the Daily Horoscope in your paper and things like that. Yeah, the Daily Horoscope is just where astrologers take the sign of the sun and they say, hey, if you're a Taurus, this is what your day is going to be like. And those can be valuable. You can get nuggets of wisdom, but it's really a little broad. So what I do is I go in and I look at your entire chart. And if you look at the sun as like a single piece of the puzzle, there's an entire puzzle. So we can look at all these different places and translate, you know, what is happening in your life currently? What has happened in your history? What are you looking at moving forward? And then I'm always asking my clients, like, tell me what's happening for you. What's going on? Like what's top of your mind? And let's break that down because the chart will act like an elder in the room. And it's this really objective information about your life and what you're here to do. And it's interesting to think about, right? So there are people that will poo-poo astrology and say, oh, that doesn't work. That's not a science or whatever. But I will say after doing thousands of private readings with clients that it's always really resonant information. It always opens their mind and allows them to see things they hadn't been able to see about themselves, which is really different than a horoscope obviously much more depthful. Yeah. Now you had told me that Jupiter is really active in 2022, which I would love you to talk about because it's positive. (laughs) Yeah. So Jupiter is a planet that is about expansion. So anything in your life that you're wanting to make bigger, Jupiter is also really beautiful because it's what connects us in with the things that feel meaningful to us in our lives. So Jupiter is about travel and adventure and learning and connecting and being able to see the world through the eyes of others. So there's a lot of richness that shows up with the Jupiter archetype. And we all have Jupiter in our chart somewhere. So we could look at your chart and say, well, where are you your most expansive? Like, where are you going to feel like the biggest, brightest, exciting part of you? That's we're going to look at Jupiter. But Jupiter in the sky right now is in the sign of Pisces. And Pisces is a sign that Jupiter traditionally rules. So we are looking this year at the potential 
of having some really expansive situations show up. I always say Jupiter will bring you luck and opportunity if you are aware. Jupiter will also show you where the problems are. You know, Jupiter makes everything it touches bigger. So if there's something that's problematic, Jupiter will make it big so that you can look at it and deal with it. But that is the opportunity to improve, right? Because even solving a problem is improving. And if it's not a problem and it's amazing, Jupiter is going to make that even bigger. So this is a really great year for all of us to be looking for the positivity. And that's not always that easy, is it, Lauren? Like in a day and age where it feels like every time we turn on the news, there's something else awful. And so there's this strange thing that we're all going to be asked to do this year, which is we don't want to ignore what's problematic in the world. We want to stay aware so that we can do our piece, but we also don't want to focus too strongly on what's wrong because then we're kind of feeding into the fear and the chaos. And there are always beautiful things happening within all of our lives. And Jupiter is reminding us to say, you know, it's a stressful day. You're feeling a lot of anxiety, for example, in your body, but look outside. It's gorgeous. Maybe go stand out in the sun and feel it against your skin and appreciate the beauty. So it's kind of that energy. Yeah. I allow myself an hour a day of news right now. What we focus on grows. We have to focus on something beautiful. Well, yeah. And I mean, even the name of your podcast, right? 52 yeah. Weeks of Hope. Like, where are we if we aren't able to focus on things that are hopeful and beautiful? So when somebody has things that are blocking them, what would you suggest for somebody listening? So that's one of the cool things about the astrology chart is that it comes up with remedies too. So you can look and say, all right, so this is a potential problem, or this is a, an actual problem, but how can you help yourself to solve it? And that's one of the things that I do is it's not that I'm telling you, here's the answer to your problems, but what can you do to better support yourself? Where do you need to release some attachment or reframe the way that you're looking at something? Where do you need to take, for example, something that comes up a lot? This is so interesting. The fifth house or the sign of Leo is very related to pleasure and things that feel good and ways that we have fun. But so often I'm doing chart readings for people and I say, what do you do for pleasure or fun? And they say, I don't really know. Nothing really. Okay. Homework. You have to do things that create a sense of pleasure, whether it's in your body or in your consciousness, but you have to bring something in to mitigate some of the stress. And that's just a really easy example, but I love astrology for that because it will show you really simple ways to begin the process of remedying. And then like my personal experience, as I've learned more and more about my astrology is that the small steps that I've taken over the years have really turned into something that is now very big and very natural for me and I no longer have to work so hard at something that was a problem. Now it feels like the solution is here more often than not. Mm -hmm. So you trained under this woman, you built up this astrology practice, and now you're training astrologers to do what you do. What had you make that decision? Did you just get too busy? Well, I think part of it is that right now, because of everything that's happening on the planet, I feel like there are so many people that are being called to be a guide in some way. Like in the same way that you've made this transition is that we know that we want to help. We want to have something to offer people, whether it's words of hope or 
you know, insight into their own lives. So there are a lot of people right now that are looking for their way to help. And I love astrology. And I feel like the kind of astrology that I do is very, there's sort of a spiritual awakening and a very deep sense of personal growth that comes along. So it's not just translating the planetary archetypes. It's going deeper than that. And so I want to help. I want to do my part. I want to train people so that they can work with people because I can only work with so many people. So the more people I train that are out there, then it creates this ripple effect. And I think we need all the healers and counselors and guides and wisdom keepers that we can get right now as we're doing this planetary spiritual awakening, which is the way that I see that's what's happening. Yeah. You're in Colorado, right? Yeah. I feel like that's somehow the center. I don't know. There's certain places that upstate New York, there's parts of Northern California, there's parts of Arizona, like there's Bali, like there's certain thoughts I feel like. It's true. But you know, what's funny is like, I will work with somebody who is in, you know, South Carolina and they'll say, I just feel so alone. I feel like I don't have a community here. And I say, well, you're supposed to start the community, obviously, because you're in a place where there's not a lot of sort of spiritual baseline. I have interviewed people that are amazing in South Carolina for this podcast, so they're not alone. Yeah, so that's why when people think, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that because so many people are doing it, it's not true because nobody can do it in your own unique way. Everyone has their own unique handprint, their own way of saying something or doing something or writing something or speaking, whatever it is. So it's not true. You need to go for it. Whatever your dream is, do it because it's like you have all these people you're training. Nobody's going to say it the same way or do it the same way you're training them. And whatever the printout is when you put in somebody's birthday or however it's done may read the same, but it won't be discussed in the same manner. I don't know if I'm saying that eloquently enough, but yeah. And there are so many people on the planet, first of all. So it's not like we have this limited market. There's never, it's unlimited. Everything is expansive. There's enough for everyone. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, I think that everyone hears information from different sources. And that is why... Yes. We don't all receive from the same person. Right. Some people love Oprah. Some people love Eckhart Tolle. Some people are, you know, somebody wants Tara Brock, somebody wants like it's yeah, everybody receives from who they can hear from. Exactly. Everyone can't hear from me, they need to hear from somebody else, whoever it is. So yes. And so I love that. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're thinking, I want to, I wish I could do this, but the market's too saturated. Definitely not true. Yeah, like that's you have not something. true at all. <laughs> yes, definitely not true. And you have to keep going and going. It's you're needed. Everybody is needed and everyone has their own unique voice. And that is actually thousands and thousands of years old. It goes very far back. So what would you tell somebody who's just kind of sluggish and is having trouble getting out of bed and is like, I don't feel like doing this? What would you tell somebody like that? Well, in a chart, a lot of times that's Mars stuff because Mars is our planet that talks about energy and action and drive. So that could be that there's something happening with Mars. Another thing is Neptune, which is a planet that makes us slow down. Neptune is about our connection to spirit and to source energy. But before we get there, sometimes we have to feel kind of confused and foggy and disconnected. So with that particular question, that's where I would look first is to say, well, are you supposed to be slowing down? You know, is that what is in alignment? Are you someone that's so go, go, go 
that your body or psyche has said, whoa, there's something that we're missing here because we're so busy. Let's slow down. Or is it that maybe you're bored? Maybe you're feeling so sluggish. You know, I always say this to my daughter. She swears, I have ADD. And I said, well, I think you're just bored because a lot of us, our brains work differently. And, you know, if we have to sit and do something all day long that is just torturous and gives us a headache and we find very unstimulating, our body, our consciousness is going to have a reaction. And a lot of times that is going to be, I'm so tired. I can't get out of bed. Yeah, that's so true. And plus, you're in front of the computer. I know I'm on Zoom all day. I get it. (laughs) Now, how do you like deal with making new friends and doing all that? Because as we get older, it's different. We're not with the little kids and the moms or in the same groups. How are you dealing with that? I'm reading a lot of articles these days on things like that. And I just find it interesting. Well, and you know, that's such an astrological question too, because as we're transitioning, you know, worldwide, what we're seeing is a move towards stronger community. And so that's such a perfect question. And it's a good one because, you know, what we're seeing is like all of these different things that are highlighting these issues in our lives. We are all looking for our tribe, for our people of like mind. And I'm really lucky. I have some amazing girlfriends who have either been around for a while, but a lot of new ones. And I'm really conscious about allowing people to leave when our relationship is no longer in alignment. You know, I've had many times in my life where I've had like mass exodus of friends that have felt sad, but I also know, okay, who's coming in next? And I have had an influx of really amazing people show up over the last few years. I think a lot of it is just being myself and being seen, allowing myself to be seen. I mean, I'm on Instagram a lot. I'm very active in my community, which I've not always been, right? Because I do have a very shy side and a very introverted side. So it's not that you have to go out and be introverted, but there's something about when you know what you love and what lights you up and you go to those places. Like I did a vision board. I signed up for this vision board thing on New Year's Day and made a really amazing friend there. So you kind of have to look for you know, what am I into? And what kind of people do I want to meet and then go to those places? Yeah, definitely. For sure. And people need to get out and actually have connection. It's so important. We are not meant to be alone. It is one of the number one messages I got from interviewing elders. Put down your phones, you young people. (laughs) That and that we need community. It's not meant. Do you have a message of hope you want to give? Oh, wow. I have so many. You know, I think the biggest thing right now, especially, is to really practice listening to your intuition, trusting that you will be guided to where you need to be and who you need to meet, where you need to go. We are very accustomed to trying to control and manipulate, and we have ideas about how things should work and what friends we should make and all of these things. And that's part of what moving towards community is teaching us is like you just said, connection is everything. So trusting your gut, trusting your intuition, when you get a ping that says, you should sign up for that vision board class, like do it because that's really how we're going to start watching our own personal worlds unfold for us is by listening to the intuition and then taking the inspired action. Yeah, definitely. What's the hardest challenge you're proudest of overcoming? You know what? I would say my shining achievement has been mothering. And I say that just because I 
wasn't totally prepared to have kids. I was one of those people that kept thinking, I'll have them at some point. And my daughters came in and I just feel so lucky that we connected, we bonded, that I was able to show up for them over and over and over again. I think of all the times in my life where I had the choice, where I could have focused too much on my relationship or too much on my work. But I chose to, even in the moments when it was kind of boring, because, you know, parenthood isn't always all exciting. But I look at my relationship with my kids now, who are 18 and 15, and I'm just like so grateful that I have these girls and they're in my life and they're like my crowning achievements. <laughs> I know. I feel like the luckiest mom in the world. Too. Yeah, you'd same thing yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, totally. Do you have spiritual practices that you do on a regular basis? I do actually. I have been waking up and journaling for a long time now. I love to write down my dreams and try to interpret them. And I have started having conversations with the universe, my higher power source energy when I wake up and when I go to sleep. And they're very simple, but it's just sort of a touching in, thanking, expressing gratitude, asking questions, asking for signs and to be shown the answers. And it takes hardly any time at all. And it's something that I always tell my clients to do. It has made a huge difference. It makes me feel so much more connected and it makes me able to trust that everything is unfolding the way it should be, that I don't have to be in there meddling with everything, trying to get it to go my way. That's amazing. I do my daily gratitude list with my friends, which we've been doing for over a decade. Wow, <laughs> yes. that's so cool. Yeah, some do them at night, some in the morning, but it's, yeah, they're great. We send them to each other. I was just going to ask if you shared with each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, We send Love them it. I got a random one from my best friend this morning. I'm like, what? Anyway. I'm like, she must need some connection. I'm gonna, I'll call her later. Is there anything that you wish I had asked you that I didn't ask you that you would really like to say? I don't know. This was so fun to get to talk to you. I feel like when we've worked together before, I want to like hang out a little bit. Yeah, and so this was fun. And you said in your intake, I don't know if you remember this, but you said, let's it's like having coffee with a friend. So I have my tea and I just love to get to sit here and look at your face and chit chat. So this was really fun for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. And I have all kinds of links to all of NASA's everything. She has weekly YouTubes that she puts up that are really good. So you know what's happening astrologically for the week. And she sends really good emails and everything else. I'll have links for everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. So delighted to be here. Thank you so much, Lauren. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Natha's messages of trust, intuition, and connection. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week for a great episode about imposter syndrome and walking through that fear, as well as confidence building and how to get clear on your dreams and manifesting those dreams. It builds from National Storytelling Day and goes into a whole clarity sequence. You're going to love it. It's a super empowering episode. That's next week. I'd love to hear from you what you liked on this episode with Natha, if you could tell me what you liked on Spring's episode as well. Also, what topics you'd like to hear, what you'd like to hear more of, maybe what you didn't like, or if there's somebody you'd really like to hear interviewed or more of me, just let me know. DM me or tag me on social media, or just go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com and send me a message there. You can also, to make it really easy, you can text me at 66866-52HOPE. That's the number 52HOPE to 66866, and that's an easy way to get in touch with me as well. 
well. That's just text 52HOPE to 66866, and that's another easy way to get in touch with me. If you're enjoying the podcast, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.